You're listening to the Get Lucky Outdoors podcast, where Hogan, Dylan, and Steven take you on their outdoor adventures. We're talking hunting, fishing, and everything outdoors. This podcast is brought to you by Hunter's Blend Coffee. Defending hunting one cup at a time. And we're live. This is the Get Lucky Outdoors podcast. All three of the amigos are here. Hogan, Stephen, and Dylan. And this is episode two. Because the first two episodes were tester episodes with just me. <laughs> the second one was awful. I've not even listened to either of those. I feel sorry for the people that I send to the podcast. They're like, how do I get to it? I send them over to it. And I'm like, man, I hope they don't listen to those first two. I sound like an idiot just testing out the mic. Plus, I didn't edit either of them. Just straight off your phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no mic at all. The first one, you didn't even have these mics. That's right. Yeah, the no, first, first one, one was me car. talking on the way home yeah. right after I missed that big buck. Yeah. And then the second one was me shooting that bow out here with the mic yeah. and no edit at right. all. Yeah, that was still just another test right now. All right, everybody. We've got some good questions. Y'all want to do those first or do you want to talk about our fly fishing the other day? Uh, let's just start with the questions. Questions. We'll go to the Instagram questions first. The first one is going to be from, I need to look up when I'm talking so I'm not spitting on this mic. James Hall, 12367 is his handle. What would you suggest for a successful spring turkey hunt tactic and location? Anybody want to cover that one? Well, uh, basically, my—I <laughs> <laughs> mean, there's multiple tactics. Uh, tactic, yeah, there is. there is. My tactic is normally uh, maybe a little different. A lot of people probably roost the bird the night before. I typically, nah. I typically, that's not really my style. I'm more of a run and gun type turkey hunter. We all are. Yeah. So, uh, pretty much, I'll just go either to some public land that we've hunted since we were kids, or if we're up at the farm that we lease up north in northern Kentucky. Pretty much wake up, go to the first ridge that I find, blow an owl call. If I get a reaction from a bird, gobbles hard, I'll typically hit him with a mouth call. And if he jumps all over that, that's a bird that I'm willing to go after that I think I can more than likely kill. Put your butt on the ground. Yeah, and then, you know, of an evening hunt, I would probably go to a field something like that set up a few decoys and do some soft calls. I ain't honestly I'm not even done much evening hunting I really don't like it uh, you don't it get gets, the reaction it gets it, you outside but it's almost yeah it. It, it's almost like fall hunting for turkeys meh it's like you just sit there yeah I mean but but it's like killing you're killing a turkey you know mm-hmm. but and in the rare occasion though you have a really good evening hunt like me and you had across the creek yeah they i'm i'm not saying they're bad i'm just saying the way we the way i've always done it is you go hunting in the morning and turkey hunting is over until the next morning yeah like i I don't even go evening hunting in the last few years it's like it seems to be like there's a lot more hens around here and as soon as the gobbler flies down 
his feet hits the leaves, it's done. It gets hard. So if you're <laughs> if you're not on him, first thing you're not going to kill that bird. He's hand up. So. To get on the question, for me, what I would say to make a successful turkey hunt is to go with James Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Because for real, man, every time I've ever went turkey hunting with him, I'm pretty sure only one time that I went with him, we didn't kill one. Only once. He's, a, he's your get lucky charm. Yeah, he's my lucky <laughs> charm. For someone just starting out in turkey hunting, though, I would probably suggest going out and locating the bird, trying to locate Here, the bird the night before. Let's get super simplified. Get you a crow call, an owl call. A mouth call, if you're comfortable with one of them, practice. If you don't like it, throw it in the trash. Or a box call, or a push-button call even. Keep it simple. You don't need no super deluxe quadruple read mega 9000 (laughs) diaphragm call. You just need something simple to learn. And go out there before daylight, blow that out call. One gobbles, get as close to it as you can. Sit down and start chirping. And don't over-chirp, you know, chirp. Give it five minutes. If he answers good, you know, pick it up a little bit, and there you go. That's that's my successful spring turkey hunt tactic and location, especially for a new person. And a lot of times, the more simple you keep the process, a lot of times that works yeah. better than trying to get fancy with it yeah. anyway. Somebody that don't want to buy a vest, you know. Right. You, one call, one crow call, and a shotgun and Walmart camouflage camo. yeah walmart camo <laughs> a, a single shot <laughs> stoger or whatever those shotguns right. are we should and do that yeah we should we, we should make a video i've of said like i've said that stuff you can yeah buy. for yeah. deer season i never thought of it for turkey season but yeah we i could go i could go to walmart with 200 bucks in turkey season and pretty sure i could get out of there and then go kill a turkey yeah oh, pretty yeah. sure yeah. if the guns are ch- as cheap as i think as they used to be and if they have a decent call, I don't know, but or, I could do it. Or if not, we could just borrow some old. <laughs> yeah, gun. most people <laughs> probably have access to some old crap some single kind shot. Of shotgun. Yeah, buy some camo duct tape, wrap that baby, and get out there. Y'all want to move to the next question? Let's go. Yeah. Blacklisted Outdoors says, "What's your take on trapping?" Oh, that's our boy there. That's our buddy. What is our take on my take on trapping? I've got nothing against it at all. I can see why people don't like it, you know, because an animal gets caught and it sits there all night. La-di-da, you know, stuff gets hurt every day, in my opinion. But I think it's awesome, man. I think it's a lost or a dying art. Yeah. Nobody I, does it. I support trapping 100%. Mm-hmm. you got to be dedicated. Yeah. You, have, you have to check it every day. I'm pretty sure it's line. lawful to check it every day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely ethical if it's not lawful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ethical <laughs> for sure. Anybody that's not checking their trap line, <laughs> they need to they need put in the pen. Yeah, they, they, they need trap them. themselves oh, yeah. oh, out yeah. in the woods. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm all for it, man. I think it's Especially awesome. Especially if you're doing it for food. It's just another way. Yeah, get. or selling pelts or making your wife a purse. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know about our farm that we lease, but to me it seems like trapping would be good up there as far as turkeys go. The only way you could trap up there, in my opinion, though, is to make a week of it or something. Right. Go up there and set you a trap line. Check it every day and then go home. You, you know, you could never do one up there. But only. if we're talking about just yeah. turkeys in general, turkey eggs, I would say the K2 
raccoons is what kills us up there. Oh, yeah. I don't think yeah. that it's as much like coyotes and stuff or possums even. I think it's just coons because there's so take many. A, take a coyote, try to sneak him up on a turkey. Right. One in a thousand, I mean, maybe? I'm sure, I'm sure it happens. Yeah, it's probably happened a few times, but mm, I don't think it's too easy. But them coons demolishing them eggs because, you know. Yeah, that's. Well, we've had trail camera pictures with, what, at least 10. Coons? Yeah. Oh, no. I've had a trail camera picture with at least 17 at least yeah. in we've, one, we've one them. picture. I was saying 10 just to be light, you know, but it's annoying, especially the coons. I, I'm all for it trash, trapping them things because they will get out of control because the coon hunters won't stink and kill them because they want to take their dog up there and treat them every time they go. <laughs> That's a valid statement. All mine's clear on the trapping? Oh, yeah. I support it. I think the yeah. trapping's great. Yeah, it's awesome. I think trappers are hard i wouldn't care to get into it a little I'd bit like myself learn, i would like to learn how to do some of the old like the old traps like yeah i can't remember but i watched some video i think tony may have brought it to me i can't remember but i actually watched the whole thing and it was a dude showing like how to catch bobcats how to catch coons otters all of it well we and actually was, tried it down at the creek here when we were kids yeah. though i can't we, we cage trapped a coon once i think and sold it <laughs> I think we did yeah I seems like I remember doing that that was funny but yeah that video I watched was really cool man he was he was going all out like sneaking in there not stepping on nothing driving stakes in the ground and pulling them out so he had like a real long skinny hole and then he would dig another hole inside of the hole that was bigger yeah. put the trap in it and then cover it up and that guy was like dusting sand over top of the trap and everything and he was burning That's them up crazy all right, you want to go to the next one? Yeah. If y'all, this is uh, Connor Holland, he just said, if y'all need some help with the video stuff, let me know, fellas. Well, climb up in the tree with me, buddy. <laughs> I'll give you a camera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Branson Storm says, how many deers have y'all killed? Gosh. Yeah, that's <laughs> a that's... lot. <laughs> Those and bucks? Let, me I and can, you counted. I did a close estimate of just bucks that I've killed, but does too. Is he referring? Uh, he, said, he said deer. How many deer have you all killed? So that means every deer that we've ever killed. Me and you figured it up. I'm pretty sure last year. Dude, I've killed a lot of does. We figured it I up. I know the buck ratio is pretty high. <laughs> yeah. Well, we figured it up last year, and I think or it may have been year before last. I can't remember, but we was at 16. Both of us was at 16. Total? It, no, yeah. it, we're more than that. No, not total. A piece. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm saying I think we're more than that a piece, especially me on does. Well, that's 32 deer. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, but even when Doug used to hunt, guy used to hunt up at the farm, at least, I mean, he we were allowed farm tags. and Yeah. Well, I said this wrong. That was, that's what we, that's all we could remember. Right. That's all we could yeah. recollect. And that was either... Two years ago or a year ago, I'm not sure. I would say my total is probably 20, just yeah. just a guess. Yeah, I'll say 20. 20? I mean, what do you say? I mean, that's probably close to the probably. same. We're all probably close same. to the same. Yeah. I would say total we probably killed At least 60, 60 to 75 deer. Yeah, six, yeah. 60 deer. We're, we're getting total. close to triple digits. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say the next few years we will hit triple digits. Oh, yeah. um, bucks. Well, I mean, just how many, how many we killed just this year? I killed three. He killed four. You killed three. Burn them up this year. This is we could probably kill more this year or 
not this year, last year. We probably killed more last year than we ever yeah. have. Bucks, I've killed three bucks. One, unfortunately, we didn't recover till later the next year. We found it, but if we want to count that, I've killed three and had opportunities to kill countless. Countless. When I was <laughs> well, younger, I've had when I was younger though, man, I've I've missed quite a few really nice deer, but I've missed a bunch of good ones too. Oh, that's sick. I've killed the four corns, first buck I ever killed. I goofed up one that still had velvet on. Um, the one I shot with the pistol, or finished with the pistol. The one I shot with the .30-06. And old big boy in there. But I just the biggest one I ever killed. I think it, yeah, it's five. You kill you kill more than any of us, Hogan. Yeah, Hogan kills a buck every year, though. How many you killed? Like eight? Gosh, I don't even know. I'd have to... If I killed the first buck was a half rack, and then the next one was the one on Hickory with, Ridge with the bow. Yep, and then the one after that. Nah, you skipped one. Oh yeah, I skipped the. I you skipped, skipped the, the thirty thirty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, about close to the five of five. So, yeah. So Hickory Ridge Him. is three. Then three. Yeah. Yeah, that's the third one I killed. That was the first bow kill, and then. Uh, I'm pretty sure you. Maybe you thirty out six that one down there close to the blue bucket. Blue bucket, yeah. That's the, that was the next year. <laughs> you remember them better than I do, because uh, I was always in the in the you shadows. You killed two at the alfalfa field. I was always in the shadows. While Three holding. at the alfalfa field. That one was the homestead buck. I've killed two at the alfalfa field. The one was all busted up. Yeah, it was a good deer, but yeah, he's European in there above mm-hmm. the fireplace. Yeah. You killed the buck with Tyler. The buck with Tyler, down, the yeah. one that had the infection, yeah, and then and then the big eight, and then this one, big Coco, and that that's, one. That's all of them. Eight. That's eight. That's impressive. Eight. I feel like we're forgetting one. I now. do too. I, I mean, and th- this year, this year's deer. Yeah, oh, nine. <laughs> Pretty sure nine. Yeah. No, you killed the one. Um, it was a smaller buck that me and you at the bottom of the hill. Down to the, the Motel bottom 6, spots. the Green Bottoms. Okay, 10 even then. 10. So you've literally killed double the bucks I have. Put the measuring tape on them, boys. <laughs> <laughs> 10 inches. Let's, let's, let's do inches. Come on. <laughs> no, I'd say the coolest buck you ever killed was the 8 point. Yeah. He, just he may not even have scored big because it's uh, 8 point don't score big. But, man, that was the buck. That was the thing. was wicked. He's awesome. We're getting down a rabbit hole here. We need to bounce back to the questions. That way we for sure get them all tonight. All right. Branson Storm also asked, do you think deer season should last longer? Well, here, you, here I'll tell you the reason it lasts the way it does. Because if you kill one opening day in September in Kentucky with your bow, their horns or antlers i'm sorry their antlers just got done growing if you kill one in january at the last day of deer season you're lucky that he still has his antlers especially after he falls yeah and i've seen a lot this year that people are saying they, they've had deer even close Go to early. our state falling in like december yeah early that there that's your November. that's that's the reason that it is the length that it is i think i mean obviously if well, they made it shorter you'd yeah. be killing undeveloped deer well see i don't think that yeah undeveloped bucks and also you'd have 
does that's still trying to basically that wean fawns. Because I, I mean, if you start that. in May or <clears throat> June, July, I mean, it, September for Kentucky <clears throat> is prime time. Bucks are fully developed. They're just now starting to rub their velvet off. Yeah. Any earlier in Kentucky would not yeah. work. And and another thing, let's see. This just to add on top of it. If you hunt in January too hard, you're hunting deer that's almost dead on their feet. Right. They've been hammering all fall long right up into winter yeah. they don't need to be hunted you know no. they need to give them a dad burn break <laughs> so, now go ahead but he one thing i was thinking i thought of this the other day when i seen that question he may be referring to rifle season yeah yeah most people are most people yeah most people are just there's a whole lot of they say they call deer right. season rifle season yeah. which is fine you know but should rifle season be any longer i can see why it bothers people because they either don't have vacation time and they only get to hunt like the three weekends for them. Right. And that's short, right. you know. If if you feel like your season's too short, go get your bow or go get your crossbow, you know. You got yeah. a lot of time to hunt. Yep, and you will have a lot of time. No, I feel like weekend. the rifle season in Kentucky's plenty long enough. I think if it lasted any long, and <clears throat> just the amount of pressure that's put on the deer around here during rifle season is more than enough, especially yeah. trying to kill a big buck. Yeah, there's enough pressure put on big bucks. And they did extend season. it a week yeah. in a lot of zones mm-hmm. in Kentucky. Yes, yeah. this, this time. And then if we want to go across the state line, a lot of states, Alabama and places like that, I think their rifle season is a lot longer than ours. Yeah. So I think that overall, I think it's, it's fine. It's maybe, about right. Maybe good where it's at. It's controversial, man. Because if you take if you take yeah. it away, you're taking it away from Joe Blow that works six days a week and he can only hunt three Sundays a year, right? Because he only rifle hunts, right? And if you add to it, you're putting pressure on the guys putting, that don't rifle hunt. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, it's situational for whoever the person is. See, yeah. for me, I love the setup for somebody that only rifle hunts. Like I said, works six days a week. I would want it to last longer too. Yeah. Yeah, because that's I don't all get I was getting to hunt. Yeah, if I worked at one of these factories and was working six, seven days a week, and right. was lucky to get off one weekend to rifle hunt, I'd I'd probably want an extra extra week. But it puts a lot of pressure on them. You know, there's a teeter totter right there. Yeah. You gotta land on just right. So, but I think as far as Kentucky goes, we do a good job as far as our season regulations. I think yeah, so. it's pretty good. Pretty good. I wish that, that if I could change anything, just one thing. I wish they would do areas to where you could only kill certain size bucks. I agree. I think all. Well, it, I don't know. I you can't, saying, you're I denying a kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little fork horn on one, on one hand, and then on the other hand, some guys are never going to get to kill a good deer because people are out there eradicating anything they see with the piece right, of bone. But then, but then we fall back to the guy that works. Six exactly. days a week, he has three That's days it. a year to hunt. That's what I was saying, man. He's going to shoot whatever he says. And I don't blame yeah. him. And I don't blame him. I don't guy. blame him one bit. Blow it in half, man. Yeah, get that, man. Get you some back straps. <laughs> it's too hard not to. Mm-hmm. Especially but, uh, if you don't have land, too, and you're hunting public land, you're shooting whatever's yeah. going out. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying, public land. If they if they could do a couple zones in public land, because we got so much of it in Kentucky. Now, I can understand if it's a state that don't have a lot of it. Right. Do whatever the heck they want, you know. Right. But, here, like Daniel Boone National Forest, huge. The whole Cane Creek thing, in my opinion, should be fifteen inch spread or twelve inch spread or yeah. something like That's that. That's where I was going with that a while ago when I said that. Is uh, if if they was going to put regulations on, they should at least do it on public land on certain ones and stuff quite mm-hmm. a bit. 
Well, they should never be able to tell what you can kill on private land. No, private land, no. period. That's, you should not be able to tell that's me. straight up no. against the Constitution. Come on my land, tell me what I'm killing. No. <laughs> All right. Done with that one? Yeah, I'm good All there. Right. Shane says, best coyote caliber. What would you use? Coyote? You can think on it. What would you I'm use? I'm going 223 on that. Steven's going two two three, and that that could be too small of a caliber. But for me, for I think myself, that's... the way that I would want to hunt them, I'd probably go two two three. I'd probably go AR fifteen platform, two two three red dot. I don't know. It just depends. I'm not hunted a lot of them, but I know if you shoot them with a two two three, they're dead. Done. Yeah. Them down. Uh, if I'm if I'm seriously going to get into it, like if, I, if that's what I'm looking into getting into, I'm wanting to. I would be like all out turkey hunting them, shotgun. See, I'd want to get them close. Like I that, thought the that same would thing. Be, that would be the rush for me because shooting a coyote running across the field. I mean, it's to each his own, but I, I, that's not. Gonna be yeah, I was turkey hunting Cane Creek probably four or five years back. I was calling at a roosted gobbler. And I see what I think is a German Shepherd basically trotting <laughs> down the trail in front of me, and it's a coyote. And to be honest with you, it kind of scared me a little bit. Um, but I ended up killing that coyote at like 20 yards, and that that was a rush. He was turkey hunting. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. See, because basically I was down there, you know, cutting a little bit at the bird um, that was roosted, and uh, he thought a hen had already flew down early, and he was coming up there to get his breakfast. So yeah. Yeah, there's two ways to hunt them things. Well, I mean, there's a million ways to hunt them, but there's two cool ways to hunt them, and that's either like an AR overlooking a big field with your call way out ahead or hunting in like hollers and heavy woods. Up close just like turkey season. hunting. Yeah. yeah. And like he asked me that, and I said, man, I said, you can either use a shotgun or you want to rush or you yeah want i was like do you want to snipe do you want to do you want to pretend you're a sniper for the army like right. snipe a coyote like 200 yards away or do you want to shoot him running in front of you at like 10 yards and Again, blow him in i half. mean that's personal preference and if you shotgun hunt you can shotgun hunt at night too yeah so that would be different best coyote be caliber good. i would say either 223 or 12 gauge <laughs> that is that what was our Facebook questions? We had two. Or no, we had one Facebook question and one extra question from Mike House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got one from Mike House. What was his? Um, uh, basically, leasing a hunting property, hunting your own lease versus actually buying a hunt at like an outfitter. Oh. Buying a hunt at an outfitter. Well, all outfitters are different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess it really depends on which one you go to. A lot of them are like all. Uh, if it's free range, yeah, free range. If it was like a free range outfitter, I'm all for that. You got fifty thousand acres. God takes you out there. This is where we've been seeing the deer go after it. Yeah, that's cool. Now I'm not necessarily against like a high fence if that's you know your cup of tea. It's not necessarily mine. It depends. It's, cha on the it's high challenge fence, preference, I guess. Again, same right. as the coyote yeah. thing. I'm, a lot of these guys, like we were saying a second ago, man work their butts off they got some cash they want to they want to get on some deer they want to kill a big deer yeah they don't want to put for it. they I'm don't want to put all of october do it yeah if, I, if I, I had the money to go on some big uh elk hunt or something outfit, yeah that's but I even that though even even a high even a high fence though we're talking about ranches out in texas 
that are 10,000 acres, even yeah. being a high fence, you're not a guarantee that you're going to see the deer oh, that no. you're going after yeah. anyways. No. Yeah. So there's some, there's some where those people are just killing like, what's that one? Apple Creek or whatever. I think it's Apple Creek Farms or whatever. Right. This is probably controversial and I don't really care, but those people on there, they use those phone scopes on their guns mm -hmm. and they're just decking like 200, 250 inch crazy whitetail bucks. And it really takes away from it to me. I yeah, think it's pretty. I guess it's all in what you want. Yeah. You? If you, hey, if you want to pay, I don't know, they're probably charging $50,000 to shoot those huge hog heads like that. If you want to pay 50000 bucks to shoot somebody's pet, do it. I mean, but I that's mean, what you why, want to do. Uh, why are you doing it, too? Like, I mean, I, I, I can kind of understand why you're doing it, but, like, I think that if it's like that, if it's been a farm-raised deer, I don't even think it goes in the record books. No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't legal, count yeah. for and it any shouldn't. record. No, it, it shouldn't. shouldn't. If somebody wants to do it, I'm not saying it should be illegal because you can literally raise a cow and then kill it and eat it. Right. You can do the yeah, same yeah, thing with the deer if, if you want you to. Want to do, do it. But don't go posting no picture talking about your public land buck that you just shot out of somebody's pen and right. it's got tag holes in his ears. Right. That's it's, dumb. It's plain to see. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of annoying. Up, but if you want to go kill him, go for it. It's just a different ball game to kind of fish Well, I mean, barrel. it could be the same. Go ahead. I like the idea, the idea of, an out, of a lot of outfitters that's not fenced. Yeah, like if there was a wicked outfitter for Cole Hill, that could really take you out there and put you on some turkeys in the springtime right. or, or something like that. That's awesome. Right. Cause like, what if I wanted to go hunt Alabama and I don't know squat about Alabama, but I had the money, right. I could go out to some cool outfitter that was legit and they could put me on some deer and I could make the shot, you know, I it still wouldn't be as rewarding as doing it the way we do it, but it'd be pretty cool. Or what we're wanting to do, especially. Yeah. I mean, it's on how you look at it. Well, it, it's the same thing as like fishing a small stocked pond. Yeah. Or going out and fly fishing a native stream out in Montana or something. I mean, they really can't go anywhere, you know. They're, yeah. they're there. Mm -hmm. But if you go somewhere, you know, fishing like in Montana or something, it's completely free range up yeah, in there. I, I mean, I would have more pride in what I caught or killed if it was natural natural i yeah. had no idea but i mean i've kind of thought that even like about trail cams the whole time like it's even with deer like it's it's a it lot, takes a surprise it's, yeah, it's it a lot, cheapens it, it a yeah, little bit yeah it, it's a lot funner if you have no idea what's going on and then all of a sudden there's it's in front of you yeah it is and cool managing them too it is yeah i mean I'm, there's nothing wrong with it it's it's one of the things you know but, pick i mean i think for a lot of people it definitely helps especially early season it helps you get a pattern you can pattern a buck easier that way using trail cameras. But The way I'm wanting to hunt this year, I'm probably not. If I set up a trail camera, it's going to be for fun, like on a bait pile or something, just to just that look. Because everybody likes to look at those pictures. Oh, yeah. right. It's fun to flip through those pictures. And it's started. also legal in Kentucky. Yeah, it's legal, and we can put corn out if we want to. Well, we got a couple free um, corn feeders from Hot Creek Armory, and we're going to set them up and... I'm sure we'll have trail cameras on it just for the thrill of it. And maybe maybe we can take our wives in a ground blind and let them shoot a deer with the crossbow there or something like that. But we're going to run and gun this year. The deer that the deer that I shoot, if I shoot one this year. I've never I'm, laid your eyes on him before. I'm first time I've ever seen him when I kill him. First time you've sat in that tree. That's what excites me the most about it. Cause I'm we grubbing them out. We're going after. Yeah. Like that buck I shot out of the 
Two-seater? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Didn't know that thing existed. Hadn't had no cameras up last year. Here he come. I was like, oh, Lord, that thing's huge. I was grabbing my bow ready to go, you know. But it's just a lot exciting like that. It is. It is. I agree. And then our last question was from Facebook. Chase wanted to know what we thought about the 6.5 Creedmoor yeah. for deer hunting. Yeah, he says it's Had a buddy, um, Hunter Medlin, lives in Gray. He actually killed a deer with the 6.5 Creedmoor this year, and he absolutely worships that thing. I mean, he loves it. I've never personally... The 6.5 Creedmoor right now is the new wave. It's like before Army used, or not Army, whatever they are, used the 308. It was the top dog at long range. A little bit of everything, you know, it's really good. They, this is how good the 6.5 Creedmoor is. It's replacing the 308 for the military. So it's obviously pretty dead burn good. My opinion on it, I've never shot one. I just know a little bit about them. I know how bad they are. I would say, honestly, that's probably the baddest deer hunting gun. You know, I mean, you can use a Barrett 50 cal if you want to. What's up? You're on the pod. Video. No, you're on the podcast. You got anything you want to say to the listeners? No. No? You got stage fright? Yeah. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, yeah. If you wanted to, you could use a 50 caliber and blow a deer in half. Oh, yeah. But it's super... What's the word for it? If you're going to use a 50 caliber, it's really expensive. They weigh like 40 pounds for the rifle. That's just crazy. There's no sense in using a gun like that when there's a 6.5 or a 243 or a 270. But yeah, for the best all-around gun that's not going to kick your shoulder like a mule, I'd say that thing is right up there. So they replaced the 308 for the military? Mm-hmm. Well, they obviously have justified themselves. Huh? Yeah, they've obviously given a reason. people shooting them. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're wicked. They look awesome too, like the size of them and mm -hmm. stuff. And they don't kick that hard, from what I've seen. Like I said, right. I've never shot them, but they don't kick that hard. Pretty wicked guns. You want to dip into the uh, little bit about the fly fishing adventure? Yeah, yeah, we went fly fishing at Bark Camp Creek. Yep, Whitley what, what County. County. Whitley, Whitley County. Yeah. We went fly fishing in Whitley County. It's really Bar close to like the tailwaters of Laurel Lake. And Is it really? Yeah, I mean, it's not the tailwaters, but oh. it's close to it. Um, buddy from work, Jimmy Campbell, he follows us on Instagram. He said that it actually, Bark Camp Creek, if you follow it all the way downstream, the trail that we were hiking along stream, he said you can actually hike it like three or four miles back and you end up that Bark Camp Creek runs into Cumberland River. Mm. And I didn't know that. I didn't, honestly, I didn't know where it ended up. I didn't either. But apparently it ends up in Cumberland River. It's got to be pretty close to Dog Slaughter, too, then. Has to be. Because Dog Slaughter, I, I don't know if that creek is called Dog Slaughter. I know that that falls is called Dog Slaughter. 
I don't know. So we, we like, may have been fish. Bark Camp Creek might be the creek that runs over Dog Slaughter Falls. I don't know. So after fly fishing, pretty much the first time, are you a lifetime fly fisher now? I'll definitely go. I well, I would love to go somewhere and catch some biggins somewhere. Right. Colorado, mm-hmm. Montana, Idaho. something like that. But I would say, depending on how it goes when they stock, and if we go to Wolf Creek and try it out, if we have a big time there. Oh, if we go to Wolf Creek, we're well, gonna have. I don't know what I'm saying so because I'm fun. probably if I like fly fishing so good, I'm probably gonna start fly fishing for smallmouth and panfish in the river and stuff and on the lake because oh, yeah. it's so awesome yeah it's fun <laughs> I, I it's love it. I, I love every single minute of it i'll tell you i think i've caught one fish down there in that pond on a fly reel i'm pretty sure it's a bass it's a small one that's the only one i've ever caught but i've had so much fun fly fishing it's just hilarious yeah <laughs> they're just whipping that line back and forth it's a lot of fun plus that one guy fly tying Mike, yeah, that guy's awesome. Yeah, he's helping us out a ton. Telling us what to do when I float. I'm wanting to float Rock Castle with some white poppers, like he said. Yeah, yeah. And just hit them shoals and throw that white popper up there and pop him around, catch some smallmouth with my fly rod. Yeah, I'd like to catch, try to catch some bass on that. I think if we go float the river this year, I'm going to... Like the Rock Castle River, I'm just going to take fly. That's exactly what I said. I ain't <laughs> bringing too. nothing. I'm no. going to hit the good spots with my fly rod and reel, try to catch some big smallmouth, and Can't. keep it on floating. Yeah. We need to do that. We're definitely going to do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah, I just want to tell y'all. Bait. All we need is a hammock and a fly rod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Cast iron skillet. Yeah, hammocks. You got it. Hammocks, kayak, fly rod, cast iron skillet. I'll bring the skillet. Um Something really cool. I was trying to figure out a way that if we did do that, how I could get the camera stuff down the river with us without ruining it. And Walmart has got dry bags, the really nice looking ones that like roll and then buckle. Mm -hmm. And they're like this big for like five bucks. Can't beat that. Yeah. That's perfect. That'd be perfect for that. Yeah. Super cheap. I love it. So what are we planning this year? I would say our next adventure will probably be March, which will be fly fishing for trout. I think that's when they do the first first stock. The yeah, first people, stock. Oh, stock. That's what I Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure they do their first stock in March. So I figured leading into turkey season, we'll be fly fishing, and then we also talked about fly fishing Cane Creek during the day, camping out, and then turkey hunting in the morning, kind of getting a little combo. If we just took for a weekend, so Man, just a so weekend, fun. or just one night, would be fun, you know. Um, if we didn't camp, like we still. need to go shed hunting. Yeah, we do. I think we should take the first weekend of turkey season before the foliage starts coming up and growing, overgrowing. I think we should go turkey hunt up there for however right. long anybody can. Yeah, and because it's awesome shed hunting up there. Yeah. Especially early like that. You gotta oh, yeah. go early. Super good. We found four. Yeah, we found three. Four, three or four. I found one <clears throat> to count two, I think. Three, so three. Yeah. And that was in and one we, holler. Yeah, and we didn't look a lot. One holler. Yeah. But that was a good holler that we know that they Yeah, it was so funny. We got off the four wheeler and we started walking up that draw straight across from where you hunt. Yeah. If you follow that draw, you know how it splits and goes towards the other property right. and up towards into our property. Yeah. 
we walked like 10 yards up into that and he's like yeah shed hunting man it's gonna be cool we're gonna look around see if we can find some sheds hogan goes here's one <laughs> it was like a foot from your foot wasn't it yeah i walked i couldn't even barely see and it was the biggest one yeah the the two i found i seen them from like 50 yards away they're hard to see yeah i got i just got lucky seeing them because the one i found was that long see i, I was heading up towards that uh fence crossing and I thought, I was like, surely when those deer hit the ground on the other side, their horns wow. got to topple off. And there was one laying there. And then on my way back, I seen that one on somebody else's property. I ran over there and got it real quick. <laughs> if you can lasso it from your side of the fence, it still counts. Absolutely. That's right. So we got you the did, big... You didn't cross the fence, did you? Lassoed it. <laughs> <laughs> Which April we got turkey season. We're still going to be fly fishing cherokee lake we're definitely at least minimum pounding minim yeah minimum of a full weekend <laughs> pounding the small miles down there and hopefully some hybrids and hopefully some trout if we can bring the canoes and go yeah. down the yeah the, i guess it would be the tailwaters of it i guess i think they call it holton river yeah oh they release them there it's apparently I'll, i i just was trying to figure out something we could do when we stayed down there at the camper like if the smallmouth ain't biting i was trying to find some public land to deer hunt down there and i was asking people how it was the that area and uh i somehow stumbled across holton river and i was like what is this and people was talking about how it's like the holy grail of trout fishing not a lot of a lot of people even fish it because it's way off the map for one thing but uh it is the it's the tailwaters of cherokee when you drive over the huge river right there, oh yeah, apparently it's like the best place to trout fish in Tennessee. Because Plus, we're going to be doing some bow fishing for the first time, other than just playing around in a pond or something. Not yep. taking it serious, but we're going to do some serious bow fishing this year. That'll yep. be fun. That's going to be awesome. My goal: if I only shoot one fish with that thing, I want to shoot a catfish and eat it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we're going to slay the fish this year. When catfish spawn? It's coming up really soon, ain't it? Pretty early spring. Yeah, I would. I think, I think they start running the banks, spring. man. I don't know if you could ever sneak up on one in the daytime, but if you could, it'd be awesome. And then February 9th, might go to that fly fishing seminar. Tim Farmer. In Lexington. Then at least a couple of us, hopefully all of us, we plan on going to... National Wild Turkey Federation in Nashville, which will be in February. Shake hands with all our buddies from Instagram. Yeah. Hunter's Blend would be there. They're going to be there. So they have a booth, so I would like to go Good. hang out with them for a while. Or at least a day. Like we can leave yeah, our normal, like, like our normal podcast did. time, 6 o'clock in the morning, get down there by 10. Yeah. You know, just walk around. That may be our opportunity to get them on a podcast. I don't know. A lot of people lot do of people podcasts right at Expos. Yeah, right Work class bow hunter did hundreds i guess that yeah they said they had they, better gear they said yeah. they'd be happy to get on here so yeah i'd be afraid i don't know if these would hold up to like hundreds of people around this corner right. talking whatnot yeah i don't know if, uh, how that would work either that's what we're up to now i'd say the next uh hopefully soon we can do a podcast of us actually on the river i want to go to rock castle we need to go fish rock castle them shells which it might still be too cold i don't the next know next podcast i think should be outdoors one an outdoors one whether it's shed hunting 
that'd be an easy one to do. Because oh, the be... sound, the qu- sound quality yeah, would be really be good the whole time. Yeah. We'd be making a lot of racket. I mean, that's what we're wanting to do. We're going to have some product reviews coming up here when we get time. Got some new equipment, new tree stand. Yeah. And the, the saddle in there. We all three need to get up in the tree and that thing and play around in it. And lots and lots of giveaways coming up. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. We're actually sitting here staring at $45 worth of... 45 Woodhaven? Yeah. Woodhaven mouth calls. What are they? Read them off there. We got... Let's see here. We got the Black Wasp, the Green Hornet, and the Black Hornet. I'm pretty sure they're all three triple recalls, which... To me, I think a triple recall is more versatile. More they look pretty wicked. We're going to do this one a triple giveaway. So before this giveaway actually hits, it will be, uh, you all will actually be hearing this. So if you're hearing this in podcast land, get on this giveaway because this is the biggest one yet. And I'd say the next one, it's about time to do a hat. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting ready to do lots of good giveaways. We need to give somebody a hat. Shotgun straps. Yeah, wicked shotgun straps with the, I think they call it shark skin or whatever on the underside. What, what else might wind up on there? Uh, in the near future, go ahead, go ahead. Super excited about this. I just wanted to tell somebody because I've seen it uh, earlier. Walmart had black powder guns on sale for like half off. Nice ones with a scope for a hundred and something bucks. Oh, you can't beat that. I know. Well, they're doing it on rollback. That's what they always do. It's crazy. After hunting season, it's just like those uh, Rage Tri-Pans, 25 bucks a yep. pop. And I, seen, I seen some too. I seen some too at the same place. They had all their stuff. If, I'm telling you, listen podcast people. If if you're from like London, Kentucky, and you go to their Walmart, you might not find no good deals because there's too many rednecks around here. Right. Go to your nearest big city and go to their Walmart and go to the hunting section. You will find some wicked deals. I bought literally five packs of Rage Hypodermics earlier in 2018. Eleven bucks a pack. Eleven bucks a pack. Yeah. I said I asked the lady. I said, "Why are these so cheap?" She said. Oh, those are the old ones. The new ones are coming in. I was sitting there thinking, you know, you're about to get a shipment of these exact same broadheads. <laughs> right, yeah. They all, that's just Walmart. Like, they're a stock. seasonal store. Yeah. When something comes in, they've got new stuff to go in that spot, so they got to get rid of it. Yeah. And they just keep marking it down till it's out till of their inventory. There was one pack of tri-pants for 25 bucks at the Walmart I went to. I was at Corbin Walmart in Corbin, Kentucky, and there's three packs. Three packs, and I almost... I almost bought them. Almost capitalized on one. Yeah. I mean, literally, they're 50 bucks. They're 49.99 all hunting season. That, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure that muzzleloader was 260 new. This is a 50 cal muzzleloader with the scope already on it, ready to hunt. And it was marked down to 160. So it was $100 off. Almost 100 bucks off, 80 bucks off. That's crazy. You could be hunting with a muzzleloader, and they had all their bull or their ammo, right. their muzzleloader ammo, powder, primers, all of it was on sale for like half off. It's crazy. What I was going to say earlier is this oh, yeah, year we plan on getting a lot accomplished. Accomplished with Get Lucky Outdoors, we're working, going to be working on getting our website 
setup this year. Yeah, because we've got a ton of people want hats, man. Well, and it's it's not even for the website is for for you all. Whether it's information, tips, tricks, you name it. You know, whether it's bow tips, bow tuning tips. I mean videos i mean it's just going to be your one source that you can go on there you can catch up with what we're doing our plans for the near future you know it's going to be a cool access for all you guys to get on there and see what we're doing and maybe if you miss a video or you miss a podcast maybe that should be a way to even link our podcast to that website Yeah, for sure if you're interested in a hat or whatever you have ideas next giveaway you want to see we'll be able to put all that on the website so yeah that's we're going to try to get that done. In a yeah, and any of the hats we sell and stuff, none of this stuff, we're not, none of this goes to our pockets. We're, we're putting it all back into it. So, like, anything you buy is literally going to pay for either camera stuff, mic stuff, something like that. Well, I mean, it could even be bigger than that, man. Like, there's a lot of people that they don't know anything about hunting maybe it's a kid or a teenager that you know we could even do a, a free guided hunt giveaway whether yeah. it's on public oh, that's, land that's what i'm wanting to do yeah whether time. it's on public land i'm sure the guys on our lease if it's you know after gun season we could probably do that i'm sure that they would agree with that I mean, a squirrel hunt up there or something yeah i mean it was just like basically the point that's trying i'm trying to get across and we're trying to get across is you know we're not in this to make money we're in this to basically um help people get into hunting and enjoy the outdoors and that's why people, people and give people how easy free stuff and give people free stuff <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, going right now. that's yeah. what it's all about um you know our we were fortunate to be born into a hunting family our dads are hunters and yeah not everybody has that luxury man i was thinking about that the other day could you imagine no. If he was one of the guys that's like 30 years old right now and just now getting into it. Well, I mean. It's crazy. Could you imagine that? Uh, it's terrible. The, stepping out into it and not knowing anything about right. it. And, and if you do look up anything, most people make it so stinking complicated. Right. They, they get scared of it immediately and they back out of it. Like, oh my gosh. You have to do this and this and this. My third axis on my bow side. Well, no, or they're like, this is going to cost me, you know, this is going to be $5,000 just to get started, and that's just not reality. You know, you don't don't... need a stinking Hoyt carbon whatever RX3. Not saying you'll never have one. Yeah, not saying you never have one or nothing, but take it slow, man. Just. You don't even get, necessarily yeah. have to have camo. I mean, you can buy yeah. a blonde at Walmart for 25 bucks and go the, in your normal clothes. The biggest <laughs> buck I ever killed, I was wearing I was wearing camo when I killed him. The Probably the second biggest buck. He wouldn't have scored big, but that one oh, really big one I killed him in the foot. Yeah. Dude, I was wearing a thermal t-shirt thing. It was green. <laughs> right. And I'm pretty sure I was wearing blue jeans. Yeah. I could look at the picture. I was wearing blue jeans. Yeah, I was wearing, I take it back because I just. A big belt. Yeah, exactly. A big Western holster. You don't need all this fancy camo crap, all the scent control crap. Just, if you want to get into it, just get out there once, you know. If you just get out in the tree stand one time, you will learn so much in one hunt that people could show you online in a year. Right. And the bow stuff, if you got a problem with your bow, send it to me. I'll try to fix it, whatever I can do to get you out there shooting it. It's not near as hard as these people make it look. No, it's not. At all. 
if so if you're not born into some crazy hunting family like we are outdoor family check us out hopefully we can yeah we'll show you we'll how encourage, easy it is help anybody in any way possible yeah. that's what we're doing this for i will answer any question any bow question because i ain't trying to toot my own horn but the only thing one of the things i'm pretty good with is a bow i know quite a bit about a bow i'll help anybody out that i can with their bow if, if don't be afraid to come ask me right. how to do it because i will show you how to do it and it's not as hard as the dudes online make it look you don't have to be jacked you don't have to shoot no 60 70 pound bow none of that you don't have to shoot a 30 out six none of that crap you don't need under armor ridge reaper series camo you can literally do it in a flannel shirt and a pair of blue jeans but it helps yeah, but, yeah. But, it, but it does help <laughs> let's jump over to the um what is it patreon yeah patreon yeah, we've got a patreon now we've got one patreoner on there. Go, go into detail like what it is yeah what it is in general a lot of people probably don't right. know i did <clears throat> our patreon is basically a spot for to where you if you support us can give so much a month and if you do if you join the one tier you you can if whatever you can give a hundred bucks a month if you want to but you'll only be in the second tier there's two tiers the first tier is one dollar yeah it's one dollar yeah, one month. buck a month that's twelve dollars a year yeah twelve bucks a year your netflix account costs us that much a month <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> you're not gonna miss a dollar a month yeah yeah and exactly. this isn't a sales pitch yeah, you're, going, you're, sales you're pitch. gonna get to what this is about go yeah. ahead so if you do give us a buck a month you're going to be cranked up three spots into our giveaway so you're going to automatically get three spots so if we're giving away a turkey call and you do the, the tag three buddies on instagram whatever you're going to have four spots in our giveaway you will have a better chance of winning something than anybody else three on the dollar one yeah yeah three extra chances yeah than any drawing we're doing and then tier yeah. two yeah, oh, there's, there's more to tier one. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have... Exclusive stuff. Access to... We will post stuff on Patreon that nobody else will get to see. We may release the podcasts early on there. We may release podcasts only for the Patreon right. people. Or we may start doing the Q&A only for Patreon people. Yeah, you have to be a Patreon. So if you want to ask us something for to be answered on the podcast, questions, you will be priority. We will try to answer everybody all the time, like we anybody would. But if you're Patreon, you your question will get answered in detail oh, right yeah. then as quickly as possible. And then um, we'll probably shoot you some stickers. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, dude, there's going to be tons of freebies, and that's what the Patreon is all about. It's not about all the money is just going to better giveaways. Straight back oh, yeah. into giveaways. We want your buying chances at giveaways, at every giveaway we're doing anyways. And your money is not going to us. It is going to the giveaway prize that you are entered to win. Right. Like like right now we're giving away. You've got a chance to win way more than what you've put in it back. Yeah. See, like right now we're giving away, you know, $45 worth of turkey calls. By the end of the year, I want to be able to give away a new bow to a kid that can't afford one. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's awesome. But for real, like what Hogan just said, if you do $1 a month for the whole year and you win one turkey call... You've paid you've, for your subscription if you want to call it <laughs> Yeah, and if we're doing one every week or every two weeks, I mean, that's pretty good chances. You've got pretty Especially good right now while nobody's yeah, doing it. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking. Uh, it's like the people. Your, yeah, mm-hmm. if you're getting your name in the pot right now, you're you're getting a lot more chances quick. 
Yeah. Tier two is basically everything in tier one, except you get additional entries into the giveaways. Is yep. that correct? It's five bucks a month. Yeah. Bro and staff. Your your official bro staff. If you're bro staff, um, your answer your questions are even prioritized once again over tier one. So uh, also you will be entered five times into any giveaway automatically. So if you miss one or if you're on vacation or you're at work, we will take your name, write it down five times on a piece of paper, cut it out, and shuffle it up in the hat, and you're going to be in there way more than anybody else. And that five bucks is going straight back into the giveaways. So literally every person that joins Patreon, the giveaways just get better because I will not keep a dollar of this, no, period. I don't need your dollars. No. I want to take dollars and buy awesome stuff and give it to people that can't buy it yeah, or now, whatever you know that's what that that's what this whole thing is is yeah. about all the hat money goes right into more hats for more people and oh yeah the the second tier two another good thing that you put on there that uh they get is if we come out with a new hat or a new shirt or anything like that they get they have exclusive on, access oh yeah, yeah, yeah okay like see we make new hats we all get a new hat yeah you get a new hat you your bro staff hat. yeah yeah before anybody else has a yeah, chance of yeah. getting that hat. Like if we do a limited run, we only make five and everybody loves them. And then it's going to take three months or a month, I don't know, to get more. Right. You're getting one. Right. The bro staff one. has one when we get one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You've got first dibs. And if you want one, you can get it. If you don't, yeah. you don't, you know. Yeah, you don't have to. And you can pro we'll probably post up the designs we're working on in there. Yeah, I get that'd feedback be cool. on that. Yeah. Like, is this what you guys want? Change yeah. this, change what that. Do what do you think about the colors? Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot going on. Like we have, there's a lot of moving parts, and we're all super busy. We yeah. all have new kids. I mean, they're yeah. all. We've all got babies around the one year mark, and I'm working forty plus hours a week, driving five hundred miles a week, working on a house every day, building my house, and doing this. So, bear with us. We we'll get this house done. These babies raised up a little bit. <laughs> we'll crank her up. It is only going to get better, especially when it comes to the giveaways. Yeah. Like right now, we're giving away turkey calls. We got we got blessed with the turkey calls. We're lucky to even be able to give you what we're giving you now. But we're really excited. We got a lot more turkey calls. I think we've got four shotgun straps and hats. Like we've already made enough money on hats to give away some hats right yeah i mean these giveaways are just going to amp up mm -hmm. as the year goes tell, tell them how to get on the patreon the easiest way right now yeah is it an app like okay. what's the access to because it okay. there was a little bit of trouble at first and nobody yep. was having time yep there is trouble when i set up the patreon account i accidentally made it adult content <laughs> <laughs> and you know what adult content is so that, that's not what we're doing <laughs> we, we don't got no adult content on there but what it what you got to do the easiest way is to go to the Patreon website or an app on your phone or the app on your phone. I'm pretty sure it won't show you if you go if you use the app, it's not going to show you us. You won't be able to find us for now. They're working on getting this fixed. Oh, okay. But if you go straight to the app and type in Get Lucky Outdoors, we'll be invisible. You won't even see us. So what you got to do is go to your internet browser, Safari, Google Chrome, whatever, type in Patreon. Once you pull up Patreon, type in Get Lucky Outdoors, and it will say this is for 18-year-olds plus. Are you sure you want to continue? It's adult content. 
you can click yes there ain't no adult content on there <laughs> come on in and then uh, and then if you do that on your phone it can take you to the app and we will be unlocked it's a big headache and i, I messed up i wish i wouldn't have done it so it'll take you to the app and then we'll be unlocked and we'll permanently on your app. okay that's all yeah. so we permanently. need to post the link again on on something is it still on anything right now like instagram facebook anything that we have up i'm pretty there? sure it's in our bio is the links on instagram is there, i'm pretty sure the, it, no it's the podcast now yeah we've got the okay. podcast so on there right podcast. now i constantly change the stuff on the website because should we make a permanent post on instagram i think if, if you well you can't link stuff in in, in post. posts mm-hmm. it'll like black it out and they can't click it but um Hmm. Let's see, there's not really a good fix for it. Well, let me ask you this. To download the Patreon app, do you just go basically to your app store? Oh, yeah. Your Apple app store? Or maybe Patreon, Google Play? You either go to the Google Play store Android. or the Apple app store. Right. Click that. Download Patreon. Is it just P-A-T-R-E-O-N? I'm pretty sure you got that right. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was spelled a little bit different. I'm pretty sure that's right. But yeah. The best way to get to it's online. Just type in Patreon, then type in Get Lucky Outdoors. And it'll be the only one that pops up. You'll have to sign up. Yeah. You'll have to make an account, which is super easy. You just put your name in there, and it may ask for an email address. I'm not yep. sure about that. And then you just click on our page on there, and, it, and it'll... Let you click. And on I'm sure to create an account, super free of charge. Oh yeah, yeah. Free. yeah. yeah. You you will be considered a patron, and then we are considered a creator. Yeah. So you're if you do sign up to be a patron of ours, you're basically giving us money to create more stuff or giveaways and stuff like that. You'll all see it on there when you get on there. That's Patreon. So we got a lot coming this year. Yep, 2019's going to be banging. <laughs> Anybody got anything else you want to say? No, I think we went over a lot. We answered all the questions, kind of went over what where our heads are for 2019. Got a lot more covered this time and got everybody on here. Yeah, we're all actually on here, man. It's I don't been... have a scratchy throat anymore. So. Yeah, Steven ain't got a scratchy throat now. I'm doing it's good. It's been a pain getting all three of us on this one right now it's such busy schedules man at work i'm trying to get ready to go to florida so i got to do a bunch of it's just like school you got to do a bunch of junk when you get back or you got to do it a bunch of junk before you go you play catch up before you leave play catch up when you get back yep that's where i'm at right now so the past week's been a nightmare plus it's the end of the month it's crazy we're all we're all super busy right now but hopefully that clears up soon so episode two, I think that pretty much clears it up. Official episode two is done. Thanks everybody for listening. Like I said, Patreon, I'll link it in the description so you can click that. Um, check us out on Instagram. Be watching out for the turkey call giveaway. Yeah, turkey call giveaway. By the time you're listening to this podcast, the turkey call giveaway will be on our Instagram. Check it out. And if it's not, it'll be like the day. It'll be super close to when this goes live. Facebook, Get Lucky Outdoors. Twitter, Get Lucky Outdoor. No S. Instagram, YouTube, all of it. Check Hunt us wise. out. Huh? Hunt-wise. Hunt-wise. <laughs> all of it. We're on everything. Check us out. We just hit one hour. Thanks for listening.